Miss Jordan here with me. Good evening, guys. Good evening. So tonight is uh, November 2nd. Yep. Yes. Night before the election. Um, and so we're just going to talk a little bit about where we are, what our thoughts are, what this experience has been like, and just kind of talk, you know, in, in pretty much general. We don't have our bullet points tonight. And so uh, have you guys voted already? No. I have not. I have not voted yet, and I can't wait to vote tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Going to vote on election day. That's right. Yes. Right. I've, I voted before. I voted before because I, I wasn't sure about the line time, mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I voted in like 30 minutes. I had an interesting uh, experience at the polls. So, so this is a small thing, um, but I look like a New Yorker because it was very cold and all my jackets are like from New York. Like I have like leather jackets and different things. Like that, right? mm -hmm. So I look like a New Yorker that day. I had my hat on and stuff. So I talked to a guy, he's wearing flannel jeans, cowboy boots, and his COVID mask is a red handkerchief. Like uh -huh. you can't really get more like Texas country, Western. Yeah. It was the most, like it was a humble experience. So I get to the door, my wife goes in, he talks to her, small talk, you know, we're social distancing. So I get to the door, I'm waiting. Hey, how you doing tonight? Good, good, or whatever. Cold out here. Yeah, you know, not, you know, he ends up telling me he's been in Wyoming, South Dakota, now Houston for 15 years. And he asked me what brought me down from New York. I tell him a little bit about what brought me here. And I say, yeah, it's crazy in those places now. He said, yeah, man. I said, oh, but I love it here. And I said, I feel like a lot of people here don't really appreciate the richness of the culture and the history and the values he perks up and looks at me a little bit mm. like oh this is interesting and i said um i said he said yeah that's interesting i said yeah man oh listen i didn't i didn't bring new york with me he right. laughs pulls down his thing and starts talking to me he knew exactly what that <laughs> yeah. meant yeah. he knew when yeah. i said i didn't bring new york with me he said oh pulled down this thing oh you probably know i'm not a mask wearer all of that right. 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 you know and he just said uh, so it, it, it was it was it was an interesting moment at the polls people were there of all races you know and 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 getting their vote on so that was and my wife voted for the first time so salute to my wife wife for voting That's and awesome. feeling like she said she never she said it was kind of exhilarating because even though she know that there's more uh it has to happen but she felt empowered like she was casting her vote and letting her voice be heard. So that was cool. Mm, that is really cool. That's I'm nice. excited. Yeah, for, for me, um, this is going to be the first time that I consider myself voting as an educated voter. Mm. Um, I voted for Obama twice. So I am 31 years old. So, oh my gosh. When was Obama elected? What year was that of his first election? 2008. 2008. 2008. Okay, so 2008. I would have been about what, I guess what, 19 at the time, maybe something like that. And um, it was my first time voting and I voted for him, voted for him the second time. And um, obviously I'm black, so I just voted him because I was black. Um, you know, Democrats good, Republicans bad. And um, you know, I have a totally different outlook now. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing that I'm really glad about guys, and I'm just gonna put this out here for any listeners, keep on saying, doing what you're doing, especially 
when it's true to your convictions. Mm -hmm. I've changed a lot of friends and family members in their thoughts when it comes to this election season within two years since I've been open about, about politics and, you know, my, you know, waking up to some of the lies and foolishness that I see out here um, dealing with the Democratic Party, um, you know, and I'm very, very, I consider myself to try to be as balanced as I can. I don't think that Republicans are here to save me or Black people or anything like that. But at the same time, I'm like, it's time for us to really be more open about, like, um, Black people don't have to vote for Democrats. You see Maxine Waters just come out and say, shame on anybody. You, what did she say? Does anybody have the direct quote? Never Not forgive only? Black people yeah. who vote for Trump. Yeah, never forgive Black people that vote for Trump. Trump. forgiveness so, cause? Yeah, you know, so it's just like, that type of stuff, you know, I'm, I'm exposing pe uh, people to the real about the Democratic Party. They're not really about black people, if you ask me. It's just, it's just another form of a slave plantation, if you ask me. And things like what Maxine Waters says proves that to me. Mm. Wow. I had a cool moment this week. I haven't voted yet, but a friend of mine did. And she sent me a voice note on Telegram and... Um, she was talking about, you know, she voted uh, and she felt so proud to vote and just proud to be an American and just felt, you know, the gravity of the opportunity to vote. And this is just, this is how God works. So I had just gotten deleted off of Instagram again. And the third time. so, well, it's, it's my second personal account. I, I took it personal when grow the heck up. Instagram got deleted. Right. And then my Facebook was a part of that one too. So I'm like, this is a lot of times. The first time's the worst because it just kind of hits you and you're like, my whole life is gone. Yeah, but right. after that, you're like, oh, here we go again. So anyway, it was like literally to the moment when I realized that my newest Instagram had been deleted. And I'm like, oh man. At the same time, I get a voice note from my friend talking about, I want to thank you for sparking my political awakening. Yeah. And for and for educating me about some of these things, because I could have easily been one of these well-meaning, compassionate people who's scrolling through Instagram and seeing these things about, you know, these social justice movements and how it can so easily sway your heart. But yet it's deception, you know, worked into that, making you mm -hmm. feel like this is the way to vote if you really care about people and if right. you're compassionate not realizing the the deception that's worked in she said i just felt so proud to be able to go and feel like well educated and feel like my vote was my own and i wasn't you know brainwashed by media and all the lies that have been told about trump and all of that and it just really touched me because i felt like it, it was like god's little encouragement to me because like you get deleted it's like dang man i gotta start all over again it's and deflating it, was, it, it it's like a hit you know and it was just like at the same moment i get this message and she's like keep going like keep doing what you're doing and stuff so i felt like that was just such a cool moment and i know we get comments like that all the time for this for this right. podcast and stuff and yeah. i'm curious like how many people in the grow the heck up group will be voting more conservatively this time around who maybe um, wouldn't have in the past because i see some more people in there kind of swayed I, it seems I, yeah i think yeah jordan i think that there's so many like us we're in the christian hip-hop space um i believe that there's so many christian rappers who are voting for donald trump 
and they're just not saying it and they have a right to not you know voice it if they don't if they choose not to but just the way I, we've seen people talk like mm -hmm. it's like when you say that you don't like well, I don't really hate Trump because if you really look at it, he is all oh, you voting for him, dog. <laughs> right? You might you might as well just let everybody know, fam. You right. you we we know where you at with it. Yeah. How how about how about the I don't I I, I haven't heard their names because they haven't said said it, so I don't say it. Yeah. How about that there are Christian rappers who got invited to the White House to be celebrated for Christian music and were honored by yeah. the Trump administration? two years ago or something. They turned like it down, that. right? No, they went. They went. They, they went, yes, it. yes. You wouldn't yes. look at their Twitter profile enough. Oh, you wouldn't know who it yes, was? That's, that's why I, I thought that they denied it. Yes. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. So, you know, so yeah, I, I think that the iceberg meme is so real. Mm. Um, and it's realer than 2016. What you think yes. you see? Yes. Oh, that thing under there? Yes. Because here's, here's the thing. I don't, I think I've heard Jordan say this. I don't think that any other Republican, is, it's not Trump standing in the space of a Republican. Uh -huh. It's Trump reshaping the way politics are done. Yeah. Reshaping what Republicans actually believe can be done. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? There's a lot of hype around people who are like celebrities and they know the hype that they have. But the more I really listen to Trump, a lot of what people think is blowing smoke, I've come to now see as hope and vision. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like, oh, who does this guy think he is? Mm. Well, he's doing a lot of what he's envisioned that sounded not doable when he first started talking. Mm -hmm. And then you see old videos of Trump, like, never give up, never quit. I read his books. And so I think that he's brought a lot of hope and expectation. All these peace deals that, listen, whether peace deals fall apart or not, he's still getting further than anybody else has, yeah. even in the conversation. So, um, yeah, I, I think that people are enamored with the vision Trump is selling. And then the Democrats are like plum crazy. They're yes. willing, like, no matter what, yes. like somebody die on an oil tanker. They're like, see, if Trump would have handled COVID, people wouldn't be dying in the middle of the ocean. And yeah. like, at some point, it's, you know, you don't got to like, that's how it starts for so many people. They it don't does. start off liking Trump. Yeah. They start off disliking what Democrats are doing. Yes. And once you start pulling back their curtain, you start to see Trump very differently. Yes. Yeah. And it starts to make sense why he treats them the way that he does, in my opinion. So, yeah, you know what it is. Trump 2020. Yeah. What were you going to say, Meet? Oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, we have to be we have to be real as much credit that we 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 have to lend to Trump. We have to also give credit to the Democratic Party that has just gone back crazy like they have literally just like, you know, when you have Biden up there talking about like, yeah, of course, you know, seven year olds should be able to transition. And if not, that's discrimination. I mean, what do you accept a lot of Christian rappers and Christians, period, to sit back and do? Then they start reasoning with themselves and like, you know what? If I can pull back like this, like crazy, you know, the craziness that the, the cloud of smoke that the Democrats put on Trump as far as being a racist, if I just clear that out just a little bit, he actually, he actually reminds me a lot of what black culture specifically has espoused as what is good, you know, being bold, be, being bold and, you know, saying what the you gotta brashness. say. Yeah, being a man of your word and, and talking that talking, you know what Keeping I mean? Keeping it real. Keeping it real, bringing a smoke. Like, 
a lot of people subconsciously identify with that. They respect that on the low. They do. They do. So, you know, I, I just think that the combination of it all has called for uh, really uh, basically a, a, a whole change of the guard when it comes to a lot of black people mm-hmm. and it comes to Trump. Like he's getting so far more of the Republican vote than any other Republican as far as the black vote is concerned in what? I don't know how long. But right. it says what? Did you see the, the statistic? It said about what? 30% of, of black men mm-hmm. are voting for Trump? Yeah. 31%? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Much higher than before. Yeah. Much higher than before. And, and, and it really is interesting. Like when you think about it, like Obama was the first social media president mm-hmm. who used social media in any kind of way. And it's almost like, I'm not saying that everybody has to be Trump now, but like, what what are we going to do if the president doesn't tweet? Like if, some, if somebody gets elected yeah. to that office and they're not mm-hmm. tapping in with the people regularly, it might seem odd because even people who don't like what he does and says, there's, there's still a level of access right. to the leader of the free world, you know? And uh, so I, I wouldn't even know what a Biden pre- like. You know, not that he would be in control of his Twitter. You know how no. Trump says Biden didn't write that. He's but, not uh, writing those tweets. But that's not the thing. I don't. I don't think Trump is writing all his tweets. But when when those tweets come out, it's definitely Trump's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Trump so, is. So yeah, he's, uh, he's changed the game. He's, and and I think that people are going to have to. But here, here's the thing too. Trump didn't just talk this Black America, LGBT America. I like to touch on that too. Uh, my opinion on Trump and the LGBT community. Um, Trump is bringing offerings to the table for these groups Mm -hmm. bringing things to people to say here's what i'm willing to put on the table for your community in exchange for your vote and i think that and i know this is hard for some people to see but please understand for those of you who don't like trump for the people who do support trump and you don't have don't don't just see trump supporters see coal miners and steel workers see disenfranchised black folks see Hispanic people who are also against illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. Trump meets these groups where they are on so many different levels with his policy, and it just looked like a, a sea of Trump supporters. And I think that Trump has raised the stakes in terms of delivering on promises, promises made, promises kept. Mm-hmm. And I think next time around, whether or not people realize it in the moment, I think people are going to have more of an expectation for politicians. Mm-hmm. Because Trump is like, I got it done, why couldn't you? Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to ask the same thing of whoever uh, sits in the seat next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if anything, Trump has made politics fun. I mean, if you're not like living through a four-year case of like Trump derangement syndrome, it's been fun yeah. following him. Like At least he, interesting, at the he, very least. Yeah, interesting. Or if, if you're like a political person, like I became one, I'm like, yeah. this is the like most fun ever watching this campaign to me. Right. But yeah, how can we go back to normal, boring politics after this guy? Like, how can yeah. we? It'll yeah, be, yeah. you can't have like a Mitt Romney or like some guy, some guy like that, right? Right. So, Trump has made it fun. And then I'll just say some observations like watching the two campaigns. I am amazed at, first of all, Trump's stamina, stamina and energy. This dude is doing like- Crazy five dancing and rallies a day like and he's dancing at all of them dancing <laughs> his still alive still awake screen. not snoozing nobody doubles yes he's dancing he's having fun and you know i i used to watch like all of his rallies when he started doing like four a day i'm like okay i don't need to watch all of them because there is like a uh he has one 
speech that he does and he switches it up a little bit, but then sometimes he just kind of improvs, but it is interesting watching him. He's doing five of these a day, but he makes it interesting to all of these crowds. And you have to think a lot of the people who've been to these rallies, they watch all his rallies and they've been to a lot of them. So it's like, it's still fun though. And it's not like this boring political speech because it's Trump and he's having fun. He's making jokes. He's showing like compilation videos of like Biden's gaffes and everyone's just like watching and like putting up memes. <laughs> he's showing memes. He's dancing to the YMCA. He's having the time of his life. And just think about it from like a subconscious perspective. If you're watching Trump do that, you're seeing how hard he's working. Doesn't it make you kind of be like, you know what? He's at least really trying and he's going to earn every vote. And you know what? It makes you want to reward him, right? With your vote. Whereas you watch like he's Biden. Earning it. He's, he's earning, earning it. it. He's showing that he's willing to work for it, right? And that's what you want from a politician, someone who's going to meet you where you're at and, and deliver. And he's clearly not sleeping and doing that. So you're like, okay. And then you look at the stark contrast of Joe Biden's campaign. And I just have to say, like, from the beginning, it has been a train wreck. Like, I remember when he launched his campaign on the very fine people hoax lie and that was his campaign video he started it with that and it was like that was already a lie at that time i don't know who was in charge of his marketing or website team but they announced that his initiative to the latino community was todosconbiden.com and they told the world that before they secured the website for it and so Trump's team stole the domain and no. made a troll page on totoscombiden.com. No. It was just like one thing after another because- That's next level for politics, man. Yeah, my background is in marketing and events. So I'm like watching this, like, how did you ever, like who, who got fired today that they didn't like secure the domain before you launched like your na nationwide Latino outreach? And then just like here at the end, watching these rallies, man, it is sad. It's really sad. And honestly, I was like, I was in prayer and I just felt actually bad for Joe Biden. Cause <laughs> like, I felt like a little bit of mourning for him. Because I don't I, feel bad for him. You don't feel, okay. I don't know. Like, I felt like God was just like. Biden shower with his daughter. Man. I don't feel bad. You don't feel bad. Okay. The reason why I say this is like he's well, really well, you know, you know what? Not not to be funny, Jordan, but you're like the white Trump supporter, so it's kind of good you show some heart because you know how people think. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What? No, but I, I identify. With no, but listen, I do identify with it a little bit, Jordan. Just to be honest, like when you look mm -hmm. at it, it's like anybody that's putting forth any type of effort, it's almost like you know we we put like boss, we done been there. Now, how many shows we done rocked in the past where it's like, dang. Only nine people showed up. Like you can identify with that and see yes. that but you a whole president. You about you you a, a potential president. Right, you about to be yeah. a whole president out here. Nine right. people and like, and, and like thirty six people showed up to your joint. Yeah, that's what I'm talking right. about. Because you got to think about it. Like even though he's got all sorts of crime stuff going on, all sorts of stuff with his son, right? But at the end of the day, he is a human being, and he's yeah, watching. Let's He's go there. watching Trump in the same city as him get 50,000 people and he's going home and going to bed thinking, I only had 10 people in these circles show up. Like, oh. it's gotta be, I, I, it's gotta be tough. And I don't really even understand what his campaign is because it's literally the worst ran campaign 
possible. Like with the amount of funding, the capacity, Yo. the celebrities, the billionaires, it's like, how is this the best that y'all got? Compare what he has going on, his campaigns and to Obama. Like even that, right? But even that, even that, because Obama is coming out and Obama's not getting any crowds either. And I'm almost like, why is President Obama hitching himself to this Joe Biden thing? Because it's not a good look for him. What else could he do? And and let and let me clarify my joke about Jordan being the white Trump supporter. (laughs) We can sit here and all three of us say the same thing, Uh and people will say Jordan's only saying it because she's white. Yeah, like we're two black men. We all, all three of us have the same ideas about things, but they'll single out Jordan. Like, well, you only say that because I'm like, Uh so that that's my little joke. So you know, people get to see you feel sorry for Biden. I I can't say that, but I feel where you guys are coming from. But okay, but let me let me put this out here. Like, do y'all hate Joe Biden? Like, I I know I know like obviously the good Christian answer is to say no, but I know y'all too. I mean. No, I don't hate him. No, like I don't hate him. Yeah, I don't but like, like he's a horrible politician and he shouldn't be president, but I don't hate him. Right. So it's but it just seemed like the level of objectivity that I see from people on the other side and all the Christian rappers that we battle, it's like, yo, they be hating Trump, like with everything within them. Like, yo, if mm-hmm. Joe Biden become the president and he passing all type of types of things that I don't like, like I'm still not gonna hate him. Like, I feel less of a man if I hate a dude I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Like, But that's why I hate the media. Mm. Well, yeah. Because I feel like they are responsible and they know they're lying. Yeah. Yes. Right? And they, they, and they've they, been they know the they're using business for decades. Money. They understand libel. They, they understand defamation. They, okay. they know. They wade in those waters of accuracy and retraction and and they just lie blatantly. Mm-hmm. And so when I see people who are misinformed, I met someone in the barbershop, guys, who I was running down a list of what President Trump has done and why I support him. And my barber's telling me it didn't happen. He didn't just say, I don't like the policy. He's like, no way. Trump, Trump ain't do that. Right. And I'm like, no, brother, listen to me. I'm telling you. And another young lady was in the chair. She was getting her hair cut. Like she had, like getting her side shaved or whatever. They were laughing at me like, heartily like <laughs> like it, it wasn't just patronizing <laughs> like santa like santa claus <laughs> it, it was it wasn't patronizing laughter it was yo you hear this crazy guy in here and i'm running down i'm giving hey. websites i'm telling them where they could go hey. at one point Mitya got so I, I think jordan heard the story it got so dramatic when i said trump has denied what uh, disavowed white supremacy more than 20 times they laughed at me. I pulled out my wallet, pulled out my rent money, slapped it on the barber chair. I said, I got all of that right now. I'll show you the videos right in my pocket. They didn't take it up, so I snatched my money and put it back. Right, right. But, but and then so I said, so so what do you, what do y'all watch? Where, where do y'all get your information from? CNN. They looked at each other, they said CNN, MSNBC, oh, where you know, they said it like where else? Yeah. And I said, you can't trust those outlets. He said, nobody had a problem with them before. And I, yeah. I, I, I felt anger toward the media for that. Yeah. Because they could have told the truth and let that man make up his own mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could have been fair with Russia and fair with the Biden laptop now. Yeah. Right? But they're not. He told me the Biden laptop wasn't real and all that. It, it, yep. Listen, I haven't. This is the first time I've ever 
talked to someone and heard a narrative and they were candid about where they got it from. I said, what do you listen to? He said, CNN, MSNBC. And they yeah. really were regurgitating and talking about. So I don't hate Biden, but I do hate the media. And I feel like I have permission because the media is not like a person. So, yeah, know, but yeah, that's where I'm at. With that. And yeah. And it had a person like me who, I mean, I would hope that I try to be a reasonable individual. I'm reading my Bible, trying to, you know, stay close to the spirit of God. And I was watching and following CNN and I was, I had a long care job that I had and that was being far out into places that, you know, weren't a lot of black people. I was seeing Trump 2020 and I really felt like somebody was going to try to hang me just mm. because they were a Trump supporter. And that was all from CNN and the media. So like, you know, your friends and people that you respect, like that's why sometimes we got to really try to fill people out. Like, where are you at with this? Are you just a sheep or are you like a person that's already dug into this? and you know what you know, and you believe what you believe, or are you a sheep? Because sometimes, like, when, when people are sheep, you just got to you gotta kind of deal with them differently because I didn't know no better because I was just listening to the lying media. Mm. No? Mm. Yeah. So, so, but the middle of my, middle, I got my haircut, then my son got his haircut. And in the middle of my son's haircut, the barber did say, he was quiet, he just came out of nowhere, and he just said, it was like, he's like, well, it's too late now. I voted already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was look. a joke, but it was like <laughs> because he bit. saw how adamant I was. I was like, "Listen, I'm not making. it I could show you everything right now." And they didn't want to see it, though. To be honest, they they didn't want to see it. But you just I don't know. You never know. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of interesting because you were talking about like the white Trump supporter, right? So I had an experience. I went to a Trump rally and. Right. North Carolina. And um, this was a very interesting experience. I was sort of like in the middle of nowhere. I went by myself because I was like, I got to go, right? Like I have to see Trump once in my life and he's coming close to me. So I'm going and I don't really have any Trump friends near me and my like one or two that couldn't go. So I'm like, I guess I'm going to this thing by myself. And I honestly wasn't worried about it because I just feel like I feel like Trump supporters are chill. Like they're, they have a lot you of drove? fun and they're friendly and it'll be fine. Right. You drove. I drove. Mm -hmm. How many, how many hours? Um, just about an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. So I did get there early in the morning and I was like probably first 100 in line. And I was like, this is wow. going to be awesome because I wanted to be close. I feel like if you're going to go do it right, you know, like get close right. enough. You don't want to be in a nosebleed. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be like in the, 50,000 people back and you can't even see him. So it was an interesting day. You spend a lot of time in line. Um, they move you to like different lines or whatever. And um, before they even let you onto the tarmac, because all the rallies are in airports now outdoors. So you spend time in line and you just kind of like get to know these people around you because you're like with them for hours. Yeah. So it was like interesting making friends with people. And you know what I noticed is like, anyone you struck up a conversation with, or even if they were just talking around you, a lot of them are very well informed. Like they knew everything that was going on with this oh. laptop. They were like, oh, we're up at like this amount in this state. It just seems to me like many people who uh, follow Trump, they seem to be well informed and you, you can- You have to be though. You, you have, have to, be. to be because you had to do it on your own. You're not going to just watch TV to be able to get it. Exactly. So you're going to get the liberal media because that's everything, right? But then you're going to also go find extra stuff from the media outlets that don't get any coverage and find out the other side of stuff. 
So that's one thing. Here's the other thing. It was mostly white people, but not all, but mostly. But I think that's also sort of a function of where we were, like in the middle of geography Carolina. as well. Yeah. So when you get in line and they have these big screens and they're playing like videos and stuff, right? So it kind of entertain you and people just stop. And, and black watch. people are only 12 to 14 percent of the population. So there's only so much of us to go around. Let's keep it real. Yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're like standing and you're watching these videos and people are like cheer and they're like excited. And it's a lot of like clips, almost like from the Republican National Convention. Like, you know how they had like mm. clips, like for different topics and stuff. Right. So here's something interesting. We're talking about white Trump supporters. I'm overhearing a lot of conversations in line with people I don't really know, strangers, and they don't need to put on a show for me. I hear people talking about how much they love Candace Owens. I hear them um, naming a bunch of black conservatives like by name. They're talking about Brandon Tatum. They're talking about black voices for Trump. It's mm -hmm. old people, young people. They're like, I hope that they come tonight. I hope we get to see them. Oh, I love them. They're so sharp. I love hearing what they have to say. Yeah. It's like random country white people in the middle of North mm. Carolina talking about how much they love Candace Owens and all these other different black conservatives, Ben Carson, mm. all this stuff. And it's just like, I wish people would give Trump supporters as a whole uh, a chance sometimes because mm. it might surprise you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They're talking about this and it was so interesting. We get into the actual like venue when they open the doors, you got to go through screenings and stuff like that. And, um, you know, here's another thing that's debunked because you hear talking about like, oh, they pay the black people to stand uh, behind yeah, yeah, Trump. Yeah. That's not true. It, whoever wants to get back there can go back there. And actually you line up so you can sit in the stands behind him if you want. Oh, I didn't want to. Oh, yeah. I wanted to stand in front of him so I could see him and not look at his back the whole time. So yeah. a lot of people, they rushed in. They wanted to get in the stands. I wanted to stand in front of him. I didn't realize that right in front of him are actually like, probably like 10 rows of, of chairs. And those are for like donors and people who are like maybe Republican, like governors and stuff like that, right? right. So it's VIP. like, yeah, VIP people. So I thought I would be able to sit, but, but no. So you get there and I got like my spot right in front of him, directly in front of him in the first like standing line behind mm. the chairs. So I had like the best like spot the seat in the house, right? Yeah. Wow. without room. paying right but here's the deal you get in there four hours early and you can't sit like they won't let you sit down so you're gonna stand in that spot for four hours and Ooh. everyone behind him they get to sit in stands but everyone on the tarmac you stand and wow. you've already been in line probably four plus hours so you before he even gets there you've been if you're in a good spot you've probably been there for eight hours plus. Oh, maybe. Crazy. Uh -huh. And this is how excited people are and they're willing to do it. And they're having the time of their lives. Uh -huh. They're making friends. They're dancing around They're, they're Everyone's in a great mood. They're so, so, you didn't, so you didn't overhear any right racism at the secret white Trump meeting. No, I did not. In <laughs> fact, um, uh, diamond and silk came out and the whole crowd went crazy they loved them they're like diamonds like they were so excited to see these ladies right and and, and i just had to just throw this in here real quick I, I need people to understand that like white supremacist people who are like kkk like it doesn't matter what your values are if you are black they hate you okay they will hate you and the fact that they applaud the diamond and silks the candace owens that's to say that 
when people quote unquote say like, I don't see color. Okay, I understand if we dive deep into that, we can find some flaws. We can find flaws in almost anything. But right. the premise of that means that your values is what matter to me, not the mm-hmm. color of your skin. Yeah. And that matters. And that's, but you know, people won't give the white supporting MAGA, you know, they won't give them that credit. And it, it, it is sad because they just all have to be blanket racist. Right. They don't, they don't like Martin Luther King's ideology anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. They don't like the ideology of judging you by the content of your character and not seeing your color. If you're no. a jerk, you're a jerk, no matter what your color is. And if you're good people, you're good people, no matter what your color is. They don't like that. They, we, we've rejected the civil rights. How about this? The civil rights movement in America has rejected the, uh, the love, uh, you know, content of the character ideology of Martin Luther King. I think that's mm-hmm. where we are. Yeah. And how about this too? Like one of the videos they play on the screen is Bryson Gray, like rapping one of his songs. Black dude. And, and he's a black dude and the crowd is having fun and they like it. So it's like, just, you never know. You never is, know, right? Can we, can we just talk about this real quick, Jordan? Like, yeah. why is that? Let's be real. It's kind of powerful to see that. It's powerful, especially in this day and age. I guess it's never changed because it would have been powerful back in the times of slavery. It would have been powerful back in the times of Jim Crow. When you see these these racial lines get crossed, these things that that the media have made such a quote unquote reality. And sometimes I just believe it's not real because at many times I see white people applauding black people. I see black people applauding white people. I see people coming together of all races. Like mm-hmm. that is that is a symbol of that. Like, can you just, why is that so powerful? If I can ask you. Why is it powerful to see that? Yeah. And your, in your, in your estimation. I feel like it's powerful because it goes against this lie that's over everyone of like, if you like Trump, you're racist and you don't care about black people. Uh And so when you see like this, like it's actually like you know like that emoji like where your mind's exploding where it's like everything you were told about this is not true i'm sure there are some racist uh trump supporters i'm pretty sure but when you have a crowd of thousands of people who are cheering when a video plays about trump's accomplishments for black people and you don't have hardly any black people in the crowd and they don't even need to cheer for that like, why are they happy? Your racists don't applaud that. Like, what no, don't no, they don't. And they, and they say so on these underground channels. They don't like when Trump helps non-white groups. Of course. That's what right. racists are about. Like, oh, yeah. man. It's powerful hmm. because it's the thing that unites all these people is we're Americans. We just want to have a great life. We want to be able to get ahead, have opportunities. And we like our president that fights for us. And, like, he's just fighting for everybody that's what people like about him now i will say this i had an even better experience than that because i i got moved into the seats like this guy came up and he moved me into the seats i was in the seats i was 15 feet away from president trump watching him to the ymca it was amazing. wow (laughs) that's pretty cool it was amazing and so it was cool it was cool and you know what this was another little cool moment there are these um, young black girls and maybe like also Latina girls and they had shirts that said make America born again. And they were in the, the seated section and they were going around praying for people 
and laying hands on people and praying for them. And one of the people they prayed for was the only Republican Supreme Court justice in North Carolina, because apparently there's seven of them and six of them are liberal. He's the only Republican. And his wife came up and was like, we just need revival in our state. and We need revival for our justice system and all this stuff. And these young girls are like doing a prayer circle for this Republican Supreme Court justice. And they were very receptive. And it was just there's God is also in the midst of that. And a lot of people, you know, they hate on evangelicals and they've sold their soul for Trump or whatever. No, there's a lot of people who love the Lord who are at these rallies and they truly see that God is doing something in this. And so it was a cool thing. And, and I see the same, the same people that say, that say that stuff, share a video talking about, look at Uncle Biden doing blah, 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 ha, 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 cheering Joe Biden on. Like that's so extra Christian-y. You know what I mean? Like it's just, that's just so corny, man. Like. You know, I'm not even gonna get into it. That's just corny. Like you just said that real quick, it just took me to to a different place. Like the the evangelicals get attacked so much. Like you don't understand. Like yo, we can two things can be true at once. You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't the end all be all of God's justice, and we're not saying that God is. You know, some people do say you know God's party is the Republican party. I'm not one of those people that say things like that, but I am one of the people that say that Republicans are are out protecting Christian freedoms, freedom of speech, etc. Tons of things I can run down the list. Abortion and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, evangelicals are kind of back in that. Like, are like one plus one equals two. And I can understand you not, any Christian not wanting to support Trump. I get it. But the fact right. that you can't understand some people, some evangelical support of him, it's just dumb. It's dumb. Uh, you know, I, I haven't thought about this, but I just, I don't, I don't doubt that it's happening because I know believers who are voting for Biden. But I, I just would like to see a Democrat event where God is ex exalted. Hmm. Yeah. Trump put people on the Supreme Court that got a track record of exalting, Christ. And loving, and you know, sharing their faith. Yeah, Mike Pence got a testimony, and I know Barack Obama had one too, and so did George Bush. But but they didn't espouse it anymore. <laughs> it, it, but it almost it almost makes me like where I know Christians are voting for Biden also, but I wonder how they view God fitting into the platform. Because it's not like, with Trump supporters, I feel like people believe that Christians are excusing ungodliness to champion the godly things that they believe are godly, right? But how does God fit into the Democrat platform with everything that they have in their platform that is actually anti-religious? Stuff is, is anti-Jewish, anti-Muslim, anti-Christian. The three Abrahamic faiths. A lot of what the Democratic Party like actually stands on, not just what the people do, is so against. I, I just wonder, does faith play a role? I would say ask Biden, but they don't have anybody speaking with them for them or anything like that. So I don't know. I, I just wonder how God fits into that platform. Um, because, I'm, you know, every, everybody has their own view of how they walk their Christianity out. But I just have seen more people next to, close to, around, speaking with and for the president that extol their faith. Mm. From the My Pillow guy to like so many people who support Trump are also willing to say, hey, we need God. We need prayer. God is moving. The kingdom of God. You just hear these mm -hmm. words. And I'm not someone who's so easily swayed by Christianese. But again, like the, my main question would be is where is God 
in the Democrat platform? Like, are, are Christians allowed to be vocal over there? Or, yeah, I don't know. Just mm-hmm. something I think about. Yeah, it doesn't really look like it. I mean, I they think- took God out of the out of the, the, the DNC and yeah, like, you know, all type of stuff they do. It's like. Yeah, you know, Biden said that, you know, he wants to go push forth for the Equality Act and it's like first hundred days of office or something like that. And the Equality Act if that gets passed for the LGBTQ will directly affect Christian pastors and what they're able to preach from their pulpits, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make it illegal to preach against homosexuality from mm-hmm. pulpits. This is an infringement of freedom and specifically Christian freedom. So while you're mad at Trump and, you know, 10 years ago, him saying grab him by the inappropriate word, which was terrible, locker room talk. Yep, I get it. You know, yep, you could take all that. But that side over there, come on, man, you got to be more realistic with it. You know, Mm -hmm. that side is actively trying to attack Christian freedoms. This side is actively trying to uphold Christian freedoms. Mm -hmm. It's just obvious. Like I said, one plus one equals two. And if we got to be honest about Trump, is Trump a Christian? We had a whole podcast episode about it. Maybe, maybe not. But one thing that I do know is that he not scared to talk about God. He's not scared to for God to be on the platform, to God for God to be in the forefront, for him to get up during the um, the State of the Union and he's like, God has crafted our little babies and blah, blah, blah. Oh, somebody wrote that speech for him. I don't care. He got up there and said it. He's talking about God and things like that. So like you said, I'm not, I'm not the one to be so impressed by Christian needs, but I am worried to some extent where you can't have any type of Christian thing, a part of your platform whatsoever. That's probably I mean, how can you? You can't. How can, how can you stand on he created the male and female in the beginning? You can't. When you're fighting for transitioning from male to female. Yeah. That, that, that's very hard to put that side by side. Mm-hmm. How can you argue for the sanctity of marriage and the wholesomeness of traditional family while pushing for so many alternative lifestyles that go against that? It's, it's hard to see some of those things side by side from a platform standpoint. I know there are plenty of Democrats who love God, love their family, of course. whatever have you. But the platform, it doesn't seem like there's room for righteousness or godliness to well, even be espoused. That's the thing, because Trump doesn't necessarily have to be a Christian, but a lot of people have came to the microphone at his events and the in the uh, in the Rose Garden and at different rallies, and have st- stood up and extolled the principles of Scripture. I just haven't seen that anywhere in the Democrat platform. So, what wow. do you do with that? And I and 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 if Christians who are Democrat were more honest, I think they would know that that's real. No, you can't really go to today's Democrat platform and talk about what God has created us to be. It offends too many people who identify with that ideology. Mm-hmm. At least that's just the way it looks to me from the outside. Yeah. And like, even yeah. on Trump's, Trump's team, uh, I mean, they do a, like a prayer call every Sunday night on YouTube from the Trump team online or whatever. It's like their own little TV channel, basically. I mean, you can tune in every Sunday night for a prayer call for, our nation and for Trump led by his daughter-in-law in like pastors all around our country. So it's like, I don't know if you're going to find like prayer team on the Biden, like online or whatever, but. I think we do know. We just don't want to presume because somebody can hit us and be like, okay, well, 
hear some Democrats praying. Oh, all right, cool. You know, I just yeah. don't. As like an official event for the Biden campaign, though, I don't know. No, you can't do that. You, you can't. You right. can't. So, so okay, yeah. Well, quick question, quick question, real quick. So again, we're on the eve of the presidential election. So, yes. Who do you guys think is, is going to win tomorrow? Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. Do, do, from that uh, Cuban song, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's going to be close? No. I don't think so. No. I think it's going to be. I'm hoping he gets over 300 electoral votes. I hope well, it well, maybe, say, maybe it won't be close. It'd be, it won't be as close as last time. Yeah. I don't think it'll be as close as last time. I don't think that Biden has the same enthusiasm as Hillary Clinton did. Okay. Um, right. Right. I mean, so what do you, what do you, what do y'all think it means for, uh, for this country if Trump wins? Four more years. I <laughs> well, I'll go first. Let me let me say let me say what I, what I think. I, I the first thing that's going to stand out to me, if and when Trump wins, is that the amount of I, I'm the amount of celebrities, the media, the Hollywood actors, all of the energies that oppose this election, using the coronavirus, which Trump said is a hoax, not saying that the virus itself was a hoax, but the way that the Democrats were going to use it and they're using it, Biden is using it in all of the campaigns that he's running. I'm sitting there watching, you know, football and the Biden ad comes on and says, I'm going to attack coronavirus and Trump didn't, didn't, he let all these people die. They literally use things that, something that is touching real lives and killing people as a way to swing the political, um, you know, to swing the political situation. And me looking at that, and if Trump still wins, I'm just gonna be like, you guys are losers. Mm -hmm. Like y'all really some losers, right? All of that, all of that. Right. And you still took an L. Still. Hey, well, here's, here's something that, uh, that um, came to mind just now. I think it's going to say that America is not California and New York. Mm. America is not Hollywood. Yeah. Right? Like because they think they they they're in the position of power for so long and they collude whether openly or not on their values and the narratives that they push across lines sexually, family-wise, whatever agendas that the media has. And I think that you know, I think they get cocky. And I think that they when they speak and dismiss the people who have different values because they think they're so cosmopolitan and worldly and sophisticated I think they don't realize there are, there's a huge spectrum of Americans that are in between like Hollywood elite and like backwoods barefoot. You know what I mean? And I think they talk as if it's either them or the backwoods barefoot, no teeth shotgun folks. And there are just like millions and millions and millions and millions of people who are what so much in between yeah. that, who are making decisions day to day and figuring out what it is that they believe. And again, like I, I know this is the case for so many. I say the left made me a patriot. Yeah, It's the left that tried to make me think America was so bad that I would act in a way that was against my own interest because I watched the Democrats sometimes uh, and I say, listen, I'm from the projects, bro. If I really believed that what they said, I would walk around with a real different mentality. I would have a real different type of chip on my shoulder if I bought into that. Yeah, And so 
you know, four more years for me, I think it, I think it kind of gives, it makes me hopeful mm-hmm. because the end of America is going to be whatever it is. I'm sure God has written already before the foundations of the earth. Uh-huh. But that does not mean that God can't great, grant grace for good things in, mm-hmm. in our time. And I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would say, I think it shows that Trump went up against Facebook, Instagram, Google. He went up against the Democratic National Mach- Committee machine. He went up against the establishment of D.C., the people who right. never leave D.C., no matter what president, but they always work in government. He went up against them, up against the FBI, the CIA, uh, every major media conglomerate, every lie, hoax, impeachment, everything. And right. he still beat them. And he beat them with the people because he had one thing. He had the American people. And so right. to me, it shows that all of these these powers that be these establishments they're not more powerful than regular american people who unite on the ideas and the ideals that they want for their nation and so you know you say this a lot Voss. there's still territory to be won and we don't have to concede any more than has already been conceded we can still win battles for our country right i think that that is what the election will show that he beat them Mm. and i'm hoping that it's such a huge defeat that it will just send a message to all of these people of like no this is america and we're not going down without a fight and you might want to push your ideology and your crazy ideas and your socialism and your marxism and your blm and antifa and you want to burn our cities down and make everyone feel bad about the fact that they love the lord or whatever Mm. and we're not doing that. So to right. me, right. it's going to be powerful if he wins. And it's going to be, I think he'll deliver what he said. He, he puts a vision out there of an American renaissance, of becoming the manufacturing capital of the world, of bringing more jobs back. Uh, he said, we built the best economy in the world's history and we'll do it again. And it's looking like that's very possible based on- Already roaring back. Yeah, yeah, the most recent GDP set a like a record in United States history, and we're still in the middle of a pandemic and all this stuff. So to me, I think he's going to deliver. He says he wants to restore, you know, patriotism to our schools. And to me, we've already we've had decades of kids being taught that their country sucks. And it's like, what do you think you're going to get out of that? You're going to get Antifa kids running around. So to me, it's like, and I heard him saying a speech today because a lot of people think that he just wants to brainwash everyone with America's amazing and didn't do anything wrong. I heard him in a speech today say, we need to learn from our history. There are things from our history, good and bad. We can't erase them. We need those things. We need to learn from those things so that we can be better moving forward. And so we, we can't erase our history. We have to know what, what happened. We have to grow and, and build on that. So to me, it's not a bad thing to say restore patriotism to our schools. It doesn't mean whitewash everything. It means take a, a actual look at what our country has been, what has happened in it, and build and teach kids to be proud of who they are. They live in the best country in the world. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing that they live here and they should be grateful. A little gratefulness can go a long way in our nation. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm excited for what is to come. Yeah, you know what? That's part of what makes America, America too. You're free to believe it's trash and say so. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can yep. do that in some other countries, but not all. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, right up to our White House and scream it to the heavens. The president sucks. Say whatever you want. You know, that's quick. Quick side note. Did you guys know that Jeff Bezos is looking into he Jeff Bezos already owns Amazon. He already owns the Washington Post and he's looking at buying CNN from AT&T. Really? Yes, indeed. That's investor talk. It's a couple of news articles about it. And I heard. um uh, Valuetainment talked to Newt Gingrich about it, and so that that would be interesting. And I, to me personally, I really feel like I'm at war with the media. That that's one of the reasons why I'll continue to do grow the heck up and right hook left jaw with you guys because, you know, our our small piece of real estate that we have here, um, I, I I do really feel like we're we're at war. That we are constantly engaging with people who are quote unquote, sometimes, not always, not everybody who disagrees with me is uninformed and not everybody who agrees with me, I consider informed. Uh That's why even when someone agrees with me, I start to ask like, why? Like, I wanna know how they arrived at that conclusion, whether or not they're thinking for themselves. But I I really feel like there's an ideological war with the media and and it's gotten so blatant. It's gotten so blatant that there's actual uh, things that can be proven more valid than anything that they've ever said about Russia. And they just willingly suppress that. They mm-hmm. willingly, like no type of hiding it anymore. Nope. And so, you know, uh, if, if, if there's a war, you know, the Bible says the uh, enemy is the prince of the power of the air. So, you know, I think this fight is worth fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely is. So let's just hope. The next time we record an episode that Trump is still the president. We'll if he's four not, more years. yo, if, if he not, yo, that'd be crazy. I mean, hey, the God is still God. I'm gonna be good regardless. My family gonna be good regardless. We're still gonna espouse the ideas and ideology and the strengths of family, God, and you know, those things, but you know, it, if, it'd be it, it'd be different. You ask me what it means if Trump wins. Uh, what does it mean if Biden wins? I think if Biden wins, we get the first female president. Great. He's got Alzheimer's, dementia, messing yeah, up. Everything. He might, yeah, you know I mean, he might get caught up with some minor or something like that. That might come out, end up in prison. That too. What are you going to be sitting over there with a dictator, some head of some head of state of another nation, not even a dictator, and you're going to be like, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, and if, if Biden is elected, he will be haunted by Trump supporters until he basically resigns or in, until, like, an investigation is launched into his business dealings, because that's not going to go away. That, that's and not going away. That's not going away. And that's that's the crazy thing to think about people potentially electing a president with so many conflicts of interest around the world yeah. from our major foreign adversaries. Right. Again, that just doesn't get talked about enough. Like, there's so many people that knows nothing about it. And if they do know about it, it's like, ah, yeah, the Trump campaign is just trying to smear them before the election. Like, no, this is credible information, guys. This is actual facts, actual news. This is actually news. But the news outlet, they don't, they don't, you know, put out news. They put out biases and lies. Propaganda. Their own, for their own agendas. You you know, God, God has exposed my own hypocrisy to me. Um, 
to humble me and give me opportunities to repent about different things, not just politics. Uh And I think sometimes we see these things play out and it's almost like mercy Mm. because if you see, they say, Russia, look what we got. Right. Mm. And they drill down on that for three, two years. Yeah. Push the on, on flimsy stuff. And then you get this stack of library books for Biden. And then they just push it out of the way. Mm. Now, that has nothing to do with what you think of Trump. Nothing. That should tell you something. I don't care that he's my enemy. Don't lie to me. Why? Okay, he, let's say Trump's your enemy. Why are they lying to you, though? Yep. That, that should send off an alarm or a red flag for anyone who's watching this play out. And the reason why I brought into the exposing of hypocrisy, because God gives us an opportunity to see where our scales are off sometimes. And I think, you know, I pray that God continue to give us wisdom, balance, and justice, because it is important as we mm-hmm. navigate this space. Yeah. Amen. 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 We'll be back soon. Hey, let us know in the comments, wherever you're listening to this at. Send us an email. Hit us on Instagram. It's Crow the Heck Up. Follow Right Hook Left Jaw on Instagram. And I think we're on um we're on uh we're on Twitter too. Follow us everywhere. Facebook. And uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to talk about. Let us know who you think. Well, by the time you hear this, we already know who who who's won. But hit us with any thoughts, give us any comments. Uh closing thoughts. Uh, Go vote. Go vote. Well, you would have already voted by the time you hear this. <laughs> right. See, Nietzsche just did it. Right. Yeah, right. Listen, no matter who you voted for, keep your trust in the Lord. How about that? Final. That's, that's my final thought. That's it. That's it. Yep. God is good. Trump 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something. Say, Jesus is Lord. Trump 2020. Let's get it. <laughs>